I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson the secret two I am joined by the beautiful Paige Turley welcome back Paige hello before we start again right that my fucking favorite moment of you on that on, on Love Island was when you were swinging your mic around oh my god <laughs> and I'm trying and to be go- like sexy like fucking you fuck it up and then oh my god do you know I didn't actually realize that that was a thing until I've came out and somebody said, oh, like, that, that mic smack. And I was like, oh, somebody smacked me with a mic. Like, what? <laughs> and it wasn't until I seen it, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. No, honestly, Paige, it was my favourite moment. Like, you were just so innocently <laughs> trying to be like, you know, like, I'm right. going to say you, you if I ride in your life. And then, <laughs> and then, then wallop honestly babe it was just so cute and endearing like i fucking love that moment. do you know that yeah. is my like kind of dating like moment summed up that is just at like 10 absolute <laughs> me trying that to be sexy you are. yeah <laughs> oh i'm terrible at trying to be sexy like i remember pete i remember pete took me speed dating um once when um I, me ex cheated on us and fucking honestly I was just in the lowest place oh. and Pete was like fuck this I'm taking you speed dating and it was for me show and he took us and I just sat and cried in front oh. of this fella oh, thank you. <laughs> it was awful Pete and I remember Pete was like fuck sake I was like yeah. Oh, honestly, it was awful. So I had to come oh. home. So, like, if you're wanting to talk, like, cringy dating disaster, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the one to come to. Oh, my. Well, yeah, okay. I feel like we're on the same part. <laughs> we're on a wave. Like, yeah. look who we've ended up with. Absolute studs, man. We fucking, we've smashed this girl. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go, like, I, I need to talk to you because we're both, we're both technically northern, aren't we? Yeah. I suppose you're, you're much more northern than me, <laughs> but we are close. Um, I had, I've had some of the best nights out of my life in Edinburgh. Do you know, like, I always say this with Finn because he's never really had a night out in Scotland because obviously with the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, I probably would go into Glasgow more because I worked right, in Glasgow. Okay. But Edinburgh as a city is so, so, so pretty. But honestly, oh. see the nights out you get in Glasgow, I feel like yeah. you make, well, in Scotland in general, you make so many yeah. friends because people are like borderline nosy. All right, where, yeah. you, where are you from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and if here you've got an accent, then it's like... Yeah. 
oh god that's that for the rest of the night you're just gonna have like a conversation with all these randoms <laughs> <laughs> no but I love that and I remember especially like 10 years ago when Jodie Show was on and I used to do a lot of like nightclub PAs and stuff yeah. we constantly got booked up in Scotland like Kirkcaldy um like Edinburgh Glasgow your big ones yeah like yeah smaller ones Sterling I was forever in Sterling um, and they were just the best nights. And I want to ask you, right, yeah. if this is actually a thing that I got given to drink or if I just got totally mugged <laughs> off. So someone gave me a haggis bomb. A haggis bomb? It's not a thing, is it? I've never heard of a haggis bomb. <laughs> so no, I think it wasn't haggis, on it? Oh, my God, no, absolutely not. Like, I've ate some pretty shitty stuff, but even I draw the line at haggis. <laughs> I've had kangaroo balls in my mouth oh, and I've ate fish eyes and I draw the line uh, at haggis. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, so it's a, it's a year, shot of Jaeger, yeah. but instead of Red Bull, it's Iron Brew around the outside. No, I'm the Iron Brew? Yeah. Oh. To be fair, no. no I've never, but I suppose like we just kind of fire anything together. Have you ever had like <laughs> Venom, I think, in, in Newcastle? <laughs> No, so venom is not a thing, but I have this like travel business and it's honestly, the ladies are so cute. They're like uh-huh. amazing. And a couple of them came down the other week and they were telling me, they're from like Scotland yeah. and they were telling me about venom. So is that like, tell me what it is again. So I think it's like a uh, blue wicker. Is it log? Yeah. And Smirnoff ice and lager Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh no, wait, is it, there's another spirit in it. I don't even know, but that was the thing. See, when I was growing up, I was like, and the first nightclub, I was walking around with a pint of green venom. <laughs> Do you know, like, how bloody lady, like, a green pint. And I've absolutely, this full nightclub would have these venoms. And it was sent off your head. I'm not surprised, mate. That's, a, that's four drinks in one, girl. <laughs> hey, it was made for a good night out, so. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. And a cheap one. I bet you just had one and you were yeah, on your yeah. way. Oh, you were fine the rest of the night. So how does Finn measure up? in terms of, like, on the lash with you? Because he's a bit of a southern softy, isn't he? Oh, so when we first got together, I was like, this is going to seriously be an issue. And <laughs> because you're, like, sleeping for, like, 10, 11 o'clock, and that's just kind of where we're getting warmed up and ready to go. Um, oh, here is he coming through. Are you going to come say hi? Finn, Finn we're just flagging you off. No, I think he's hiding out the corner. Yeah, I'm oh, just like... <laughs> um, so he would, like, have... A couple, to be fair, he'd have a couple beers and then maybe go into like two, like yeah. a couple drinks and the spirits and that would be him. Whereas I, we started kind of feeding them, um, like we have dragon soup and it's like a highly caffeinated alcohol drink and we've got like Bockfast <laughs> and stuff. So very, very you quickly. You don't fuck about in Scotland, do you? <laughs> you don't fuck about. I mean, you've got palpitations like all night, but it's fucking worth it. So you, know, you get a can, it's like that size, and it's three ninety nine, and you would have one before you went out, and honestly, you would have the best Sense. night ever. It sends you west. Yeah, three ninety nine. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's a bargain to boot. I remember. So I only ask because I remember when I first started going out with the can like it was, we literally had our first date in between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And it went so well. Like, obviously, we're still together now nearly three years later. So that's a good indication. But I remember like not expecting to be as blown away by him as I was. Like, I thought I was so heartbroken. I was never going to love again. Do you know all that shit? Yeah. Um, but I met him and like I, I instant connection. Anyway, I said to him like, "Do you have plans for New Year?" And he was like, "No." Like he was like, "I was waiting to see how tonight went." Oh, 
Oh my I god! He's such a fucking cute little bastard, isn't he? <laughs> so cute. So um, I said, well, come up. Like, I've rented this, like, igloo on the Tyne. Oh. Like, all me... Talk about bloody Finn meeting your in-laws soon. Me ma was in the igloo. Like, literally, <laughs> Irk, Irk, I met her on my second, second date. date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, honestly, I, I was fucking 31, mate. I had no time to waste. <laughs> I mean, that's good. At least you get mum's approval. She can say yes or no. And then you don't even need a third date or that's it. You've set up. That's it. Straight away, Pagey. That's what I was thinking. So I um, so he comes up and he comes up with his, his pals and that, and they're like, um, you like giving it like the you've never drank with us before, and like my mates were standing there, and I thought, <laughs> I thought I'm just gonna let you go, lads, because you're sort of digging your own grave, yeah. And me mates are all standing there; they're all gorgeous in their rollers, dolled up in the house of CB dresses, uh-huh. and I thought. You're in for a fucking rude awakening, boys, right? Literally, like, 10 o'clock the next morning, the lasses are still, like, still <laughs> just it. warming up. Yeah, still just, like, finding their straight really page, like, warming up. And the boys are all in bed, like, crying Damn. for a McDonald's and all the rest of it. I was like, see, this is why you should never brag to Geordies about how good you can drink. <laughs> see, I feel like we are cut from the same cloth in that way. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like... Um, Newcastle was kind of always the place that we could go to. That you're yes. still like having the same vibe, you know, same kind of partner, same everybody yeah. just get drunk. Kenny, the Lord, you go, it's just not quite the same. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm like so with you. And I found myself down in Essex and I'm in love with the Southern Air, so I really can't talk. But there's a part of my, like, a special place in my heart for like the North oh. Scotland, everything, mate. I'm so fond and we all have very similar vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so apart from all the drinking and all the fun and all the dragon's brew when you were growing up you were you had like a, a passion for singing from such a young age but yeah. you kind of found yourself at a bit of a crossroads didn't you and yeah. I love this about you Paige you're such an enigma um gorgeous little blonde bombshell I can say the singing thing no problem at all but you were also like mad into criminology weren't you so at school like I was good at school I say good like I was fine you know, I didn't excel, I didn't do, like, shit. I was just uh-huh. really interested. I was always kind of like, you know, music was kind of always there. And I was thinking, I got to, this, like, the stage where I was just about to leave school and I was either going to go in uni and do music or going to go to uni and do criminal psychology. I just had, like, a fascination of how the brain works and, you know, what yeah. possesses them and, like, pretty fucking morbid, but... <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. And and you know what? Like, you just have to look at the huge influx of, like, documentaries about, like, murders, serial kills, everything, on Netflix to know that we aren't alone, hon. Like, we're all fascinated. (laughs) It's human nature. Yeah. So, but when it kind of came to I was like, oh, what's going to be, like, a bit more easier? (laughs) So then that's when I made the decision to go for music instead. Good for you. I mean, my mum gave me a great piece of advice before I went to uni. And, like, I had various options in various different cities. And, you know, it's like, am I going to do journalism in Manchester? Am I going to do, like, English literature in London? Or am I going to do drama, media and cultural studies in Liverpool? And I got accepted on a couple, like, and my mum basically turned around to me and she said, choose what you love most. Yeah. She went, not what you think's going to get you a job or not what you think. She went, choose what you love. She went, because you'll go. And that's like half the battle, like, you know? I think you, you then put, like, apply yourself so much more if it's something yeah. that you're genuinely passionate about. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, I think I was about 12 when I started, like, gigging 
my first gig mm-hmm. was at like a, wow yeah it was like at a charity event and they basically kind of they pulled me up to sing and then kind of from then I was always in pubs and clubs and kind of at events and stuff and weddings singing so I'd kind of always been doing it alongside school and was probably yeah. half the reason why I was like mm, you know I'm, I'm not all that interested so as soon as it got to the stage I was like you know what let's just go for it full throttle and see what yeah. happens you have to like I think there comes a time in your life where you have to like and um, excuse the term but piss or get off the pot mate <laughs> like you know like you just have to and I'm I... so like impressed by you for just going for that because god like sometimes I think I wish I was a bit braver you know I, I think well done to you miss do you know I think um like my mum and my dad and that they were always really supportive as well do you know what yeah. really really helped and it was like do you know like like your mum said if you enjoy it then do you know look at that rather than like the end kind of goal like the end That's job it. like the end pay wage you know what I mean yeah so your parents were super supportive and that is obvious did they take you to your Britain's Got Talent audition so I actually applied for Britain's Got Talent um and I didn't tell them <gasps> <laughs> but because I was did you think they'd disapprove uh, or something or were you just no like, I just yeah. didn't think nothing would kind of come of it and okay. then so one of the producers fought my mum and my mum was like that like what are you talking about like <laughs> do you know and then mum said did you apply for Brits Got Talent I was like oh yeah I did but I didn't think nothing would come from it so she's like oh well, you've got an addition so it was then that they found out um so my dad and my auntie they were in the audience and my mum and her dad my grandpa he was in the the wings with aunt and dick yeah. love aunt and dick do you oh, love them so they much were so nice and even like the ducks nuts like there was a, um, on my semi-final night, you know, everybody else was in groups or in couples or in pairs and I was the only one standing myself and they came and they, like, they were just holding my hand the full time and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they're I so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, PG. And you got to the semi-finals, I mean, that's, neat. that's nothing to be sniffed at. Do you know, I think, see, because I was so young at the time and I was so naive and like, it doesn't even feel like it was the same person because I think I was, yeah. because I was so young. Um, but it's like 10 years ago now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's mad. That's mad. Isn't it? Um, well, now you know how I feel. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, so I, I think it was such an amazing experience, but I think I was just like really quite young and naive at the time. Um, and then, you know, I had to go back to school and get grades and stuff. Um, but it definitely gave me a taster for it. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably when I came to leaving school that I was like, nah, let's go for it. This is... This is what I want to do. Yeah, it really ignited the fire in your belly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And then, on course, you made the decision to go on to college and do music. And that's yep. where, like, I can't do this podcast <laughs> and not mention a mate. I know you've probably been waiting for it to come up, but that's where you met Lewis Capaldi in us. So he is from the village literally next to mine. Um, so we knew uh, of each other, but we had yeah. never just really kind of been in each other's company until college. And then okay. that's when it started, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Get on this page, right? I've got like, it's not actually a very good story if I'm honest, it's a bit crap. But I'm going to I'm gonna tell you this. So he follows me on Instagram, right? Uh-huh. And I think he must have followed me from like 10 years ago when I was on Geordie Show and he thought it was a bit of a laugh. Um, but I'm absolutely buzzing about it oh. because, you know, I love his music. I think he's a fucking good crack. So anyway, so yeah. So I've, I've never really engaged or like um, interacted with him because I've just been too scared. But I've seen on Lad Bible it was his birthday. So I like um I just sent him a message saying, Hi birthday, son. And he, di- he didn't 
fucking reply, which is fine, like he's a busy man. But now I'm so nervous to check because I think he probably didn't even realise he was still following me. I've gone and sent him this weird <laughs> message like, who wishes, who wishes someone a happy birthday when you don't know them? What a weirdo. No. Uh, and he's now probably thought, fuck you, I'm going to unfollow you. So now I'm scared to check. I'm scared to check that he's still following me because I think you are not following me anymore. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. I think he is. You know, Lewis is he's so funny. Like, he's so normal. He's so down to earth. Like... Like you say, he's probably just not seen it. Otherwise, he would have definitely slid back into the DMs and been like, right. <laughs> oh, my God. If Lewis Capaldi was in my DMs, I'd just be the happiest person ever. I should say this really quietly because her cans around. But I just think he's class. You know, you went out with him. So how does it feel to to be a muse, mate? Like, I, someone you love, like, that's a fucking, that's a tune. You, you're immortalised in the world of pop culture, people. Like, fucking hell. That's big. That is an actual title to carry on your back. <laughs> yeah. Many times, it's also a big weight to carry on your shoulders. Like, how's, how does Finn feel about it? Like, does he sit and write your songs to try and keep up, or is uh, he not asked? No, no, he doesn't, to be fair. He, he does most of the singing in the house, by the way. See, like, in the shower and stuff, by Christ, Brilliant. you should hear him. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, no, he's not singing songs. He's... Um, okay. But he does other, he wrote me a letter once, so that was cute. So there was a couple of days, um, this was actually not that long ago, when like work was picking up again, and we had, I think I was in Scotland for like work, and he was down south, and it crossed over that basically it was like just all, almost a week we didn't see each other. Okay. I've come into the flat, there's two bunches of rose, like flowers, no one, two, and there's Lovely. like three, three page letter. Double sided, <gasps> by the way. Front and back. Front and back. <gasps> so what I think had happened, we had been watching Friends. Uh-huh. Finn has like lived under a rock all his life. Like, do you know, I introduced them to Friends. Um, that he's never seen like Dirty Dancing. He's never seen pre- no. Pretty Woman. What has he been doing with all of his time? Unbloody cultured. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we were binge watching Friends, and in one part of Friends, Rachel writes Ross yeah, like an eighteen-page letter. She does front and back. Yeah. So I think that's why he had he had the idea like oh, still be dead love like. <laughs> but it, I feel like it was like oh, I it was that. lovely. But I swear, like in this letter, he was just kind of repeating himself in different ways just to make sure like it was double-sided. He was just kind of eking it out. <laughs> Like, you know, when you do your essays at school yeah. and instead of like, but you write, however I think, just to get the word count. <laughs> the word count, yeah. Honestly, I'm thinking to myself, this is so lovely, but you're definitely just doing this to get like the doubles, you know, the doubles. <laughs> to get on a double pages. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> But I mean, bless him. The effort is so there. Like, that's all you can ask for these days. Oh, he is. He's such a scone. When we first kind of moved in, um... It kind of took him a while to adjust to, like, actually have to do things for himself. Yeah. You know, I think he always kind of thought that cups would be magically moved into the dishwasher and washed and back into the cupboards, like, the washing machine, <laughs> done it, you know. So yeah. I think that was a shock to the system for him. But, um, yeah. bless him, he has, he's had to grow up. Because he's quite, I mean, you're in the cougar club like me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Erkan is, oh my gosh, um, six years younger than me. Right. So Finn, yeah. I'm going to be 24 this weekend and uh-huh. he's 21. So yeah. 
Okay, so not as bad as us, like, but you're so you're still you're still playing. Yeah, you're still the um, the sexy cougar. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you're also a Leo as well. Fucking check yeah. you out. So is my sister. She is a Leo as well. I, I feel like Leos are really nice. You are good oh. eggs. Very loyal. But yeah, so <laughs> was living with you, like Finn's first experience of living on his own? Yes, yeah, so that was the oh. first he'd ever moved out. So that was his first kind of wake-up call to life and paying bills and stuff. So oh, bless him. We had to learn very, very quickly. And I mean, I probably wasn't the most patient person ever. I'm like, that, you know... He's actually not even finished his cup of tea, and I'm like, I get that fucking moved. <laughs> you better not Honestly. be a then. <laughs> See, I am like, it's really, it's really bad. I'm just trying to think, like, as you speak, I feel like I am potentially the Finn. Um, and it, it's so, it books the trend, you know, because, like, I'm the woman, I'm meant to be slightly more domesticated, like traditional, you know, gender oh God, roles no. would suggest. But no, Urkan is like really good. Like he's got this little Dyson Hoover mate, and he fucking loves it. Like he's constantly just, constantly like just pushing it around the room. Is it the cordless one? Oh yeah, it's cordless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never got that, and he's like that. Honestly, when you take that Hoover out your ass, you're fucking walking about there all day, and it's just like I don't know. Like, and I used to. I mean, before I moved out, I was never, never, never domesticated. Like I'd never cooked. I never done my mum done my washing. Yeah, yeah. You know, she would even help me change the bed sheets and stuff. Of course. I don't know what happened. Like it's just I think because he is so opposite, I'm like, yeah. we are gonna live in like an absolute pig's eye otherwise. Yeah. You've been forced to step up, I think, yeah. as well. And yeah. also, like, I feel like I lived on my own at uni and like Oh God, my flat was just a shithole, you know. But then the place was a shithole. Like I remember my mum coming yeah. and like trying to take me home because we had like green mould on the roof, <laughs> and me being like, "Oh, it's fine," like not bothered at all. But once you live somewhere that you're really proud of, which you evidently are and stuff, I yeah. feel like something takes over, Paige. Like even if you're not the most like domesticated and you're not yeah. this like super homey goddess, like something takes over and you just want you become house proud. Yeah, and I think like during the pandemic where you were spending so much time at home, it was like the tiniest thing, but like my eye would start twitching, you know, I would start getting that feeling. I was like, I just need to get up and do it. Do you know? And I've never had that before. <coughs> now that things are packing up again, I've relaxed. I'm like, you know, easing back into life and not being an absolute weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I just went through a phase of like, no, everything's got to be bleached and like, yeah, total germaphobe. 
You got the you got Mrs. Hinchitis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it happened to the best of in lockdown. Um, so you want Finn living together? You are super happy, lovely relationship. I've heard Olivia Bowen um, talk about this, and I've heard her like put. I've seen her put it on her Instagram and stuff. And it's the she says she feels so much pressure put on under so much pressure by everyone because her and Alex have been together for a certain amount of time because they're married. She feels like she, everyone's always writing to her when you're having kids. Baby. It'll be kids yeah. next year. Next it'll be a baby. Now I know you guys haven't been together as long, but do you feel like there is so much pressure put on you by everyone else to have that next step, whether it be kids or an animal or a, a house or a marriage yeah. do you do you get it a lot like even when we were the first kind of interview we'd done since leaving the villa it was like oh so do you know when are you going to think about proposals or when are you going to think about kids and I'm like that what like it's you know Madness. It's just, yeah it's strange and every interview that we do every time we're speaking to somebody it's like oh when are you going to get engaged the amount of engagement rumors I have seen about myself yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh come on you know yeah. when it comes it comes but like it is, it's, it's mad. Like there is a people. It's just constantly people asking. And so I get it. Like it's lovely in a way because these are a lovely couple, and people obviously want to see you succeed and be really happy together. And yeah. I get that. Um, but like I honestly, as someone who has you know felt the pressure to be married and felt the the pressure from everyone to have it all like tied up neatly in a bow. Like yeah. all I will say is just do what do what's right for you, girl. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's as well, like, you know, having the platform, like on Instagram, and it's like having this kind of shiny life that with a certain age you've got to be married, but you've got to have your shit together. That's not the case. And it's not the case yeah. in the normal world, you know. So, yeah, I'm, we're just going to take it take it as it comes and when it happens. So you, sh- so you should, mate. Like, I remember, man, being fucking so scared about being single in my 30s, right? That I stayed with the wrong fella. Like, yeah. even though I knew he wasn't right for me and there were tons of red flags and I was, I spent a lot of time very unhappy. Like, I stayed because the thought of, like, starting again in my 30s and all of the, like, the looks from people and stuff, like, and all of the opinions, it scared me so much. And yeah. I hate that. I hate that as women we feel like that. It's sad. It's a sad thought, like, you know, like, say, living unhappy and stuff. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, we don't let the pressure get to us too much, but... No, I can say, like, every time I've bumped into you, you've just got these huge, great, big, mega hot smiles <laughs> on your faces. You ten- chemistry's great. Like, I'm all for it. You're a fucking class couple. And whatever happens, whenever it happens, it'll be beautiful, Paige. Oh, thanks, Beck. You're so welcome. Right, here at uh, Vicky Patterson's Secret 2, we like our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom, just so they feel like they're getting something from it, rather than just feeling like they've listened to me waffle on for an hour <laughs> um, but hearing you talk so honestly mate passionately about your desires your dreams your hopes and how you've refused to give up on them I think it's super inspirational and I know there are loads of people who feel a bit lost who are floundering a little bit and could really do with some page turly wisdom so no. what is your secret to pursuing your passion the secret to pursuing your passion is never give up see what <gasps> helps you sleep at night like whatever feeds the soul, whatever feeds the soul, whatever makes you feel good, just go for it. Oh, Paige. No, but I, I love that. And like, it's so, when you're kids, you, you're allowed, you're encouraged to dream, aren't you? You're encouraged yeah. to, God, if you want to be an astronaut, be an astronaut. Like if you want to be the president, if you're in America, be the president. Like 
if you want to be a pop star, it's so okay to have any dreams when you're younger. And I wonder where it is in life where we're encouraged to like abandon those things and do things that are safe or do things that pay a lot. Or do you know, like it's such a shame, but I feel like there are so many people out there who could, who could do with that advice. So I'm so pleased. Thank you so much for being a lovely guest. Thanks so much for having me back. I feel like I'm ready to take the day on now after this chat. I feel empowered. Did you feel fired up? Fuck yes. it, let's go, let's go and smash stuff then. Let's go and achieve things. <laughs> let's do it. I love you, Paige. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye, Bye. Well, guys, that was Paige Turley. What an absolute babe. Cute as a bunny in a bow tie. And I am so grateful that she took time out of her very busy schedule to be such a lovely guest. If you enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please do all of the correct podcasty things. Tell your mates, leave a review, um, because I really love making it and I want to keep doing that. (laughs) I hope you have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.